Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. I'm going to be reading from the Word of God um, a fair bit today. So I hope that the video will not be too long. By now, I hope you know how to adjust your video settings so that you can have a good clear picture. And before I start the prophecy, I would like to say that after several months making these videos, I have come to the end of the America series. So the first series that the Lord told me to start on this channel was um, the Russia and the China series. And I think there are 11 videos in a playlist that you are welcome to watch. What the Russia and China series covers is basically the Lord speaking to the nation of America and telling her that as part of the judgment that he is going to bring against her in the future for being a nation of sin, for being a nation of stubbornness, for being a nation that closes her ears, for being a nation that not only decides to depart from the ways of God, but actually actively attacks everything that is called God, for attacking God. God, for attacking godly standards, for attacking godly morals, and for attempting to directly counter-influence everything that the Lord God stands for, the punishment of America has been set by the Lord. If you are not a stranger to this channel, or perhaps if you've been following it for a moderate amount of time, you will understand that the prophecies on the Master's Voice are here to make the Lord's heart known, first to the nation of America, and then to the rest of the world. So if a person is watching perhaps overseas and is wondering why this fascination with America, is God not saying anything about my country? Doesn't God have words for Pakistan or India or Australia? Understand that God works in his own ways. The Lord has raised up many messengers all over the world to bring his word out to the different territories of the world. I am one such messenger, and the word that the Lord has put in my mouth is not something that I can alter to perhaps suit the demand of people out there. God has set a word in my mouth, and the word that has been set in my mouth is firm, and that word is that United States first as the firstborn among the nations, says God, as the one that I dressed with accolades, praised and blessed with territory and much power, you have abused your position in the earth. You have not only abused your position of power, you have abused the truth that I entrusted you with many, many years ago. This is long before Celestial was even born or her parents were even born. Centuries ago, the Lord God entrusted to the nation of the United States what is referred to biblically as the golden cup. And in that golden cup was the purity and the holiness of the Father's word. And the Lord decided to entrust America with that cup so that she, as an older sibling, would go around pouring that cup towards the younger nations feeding them the truth of God's word. But now we see in the book of Revelation, in um, Revelation 17 and 18, we see that America has instead decided to fill that golden cup with abominations, perversions, and fornications. And it is those things that she has gone around for the last 
few decades or probably many more decades because God has been bringing words of judgment to this nation for more than just a few decades. She has been warned and warned and warned about what she is doing. She has gone around and she has fed this filthy cup to many nations with the result that, as God says in many of these prophecies, they are all defiled. I cannot cast my eye upon any nation that is not practicing and walking in exact formation behind the filthiness, the abominations, and the perversions of mystery Babylon. So God is sending this messenger here on the master's voice to bring a word of strong caution, but also to bring a word of finality. So this will be the last video in the America series. I finished the Russia and China series, as I was saying, and the Russia and China series was God saying to America that the bitter punishment that you will bear among many bitter punishments will be that your enemies will grow stronger than you. You will first watch them grow in ascendancy, which means to watch them grow in power, to watch them grow in wealth, to watch them grow in influence, and the most bitter stab to America, to watch them grow in popularity. Russia and China will become feted. They will become celebrated. They will become lauded. They will be praised. They will begin to set the trend in the international stage. And America, the Lord says that you will fall into irrelevance. You will go into a slump. You will go into what he calls political madness, which is that a spirit of madness will enter your leaders and they will become fools. I shared in one prophecy that what God said would be is that the leaders of America would be as people facing five choices ranging from best choice, not so bad choice, still okay choice, not really great choice, worst possible thing that you could do. And after gazing at those five choices or even 10 choices, the Lord says that the spirit that will move the heart of America's leaders, they will pick the worst possible choice and they will consistently make decisions that will destroy this nation and break it down. So this will be the last prophecy in the America series. The America series has been where God has been given the nation of America, not only a wake up call through his voice here at the master's voice, but he has been basically showing her herself. He has been telling her, this is what happens behind the curtain in your political space. For that, you can watch the prophecy, what you never heard before. He's saying, this is what happens behind the scenes in your food industry. And this is what happens to all the children who go missing and end up on the side of the milk carton. This is what you do as you cavort during Halloween. This is how you make me feel with your sexual immorality, your pedophilia, the fact that you continue to practice what you call ex um, alternative sexual lifestyles. You have put into law and protected by, by mere human laws, things that I said through my eternal spiritual laws should never be done between man and man, between man and woman, and at times between man and non-human entities, which includes animals. You have done these things and utterly defiled yourself 
For that, you can watch the prophecy, Blood to Drink. There are many things that the Lord has said that America will rise up and she will become very hot with tensions. She will become torn apart even in the very basic um, fabric of real life. Man will fight with wife in front of children. Government person will fight against government person. There will be a total lack of cohesiveness in the nation from the top down until it comes to the place that everyday Americans can no longer dialogue. They can no longer interact. The nation, the Lord says, will reach a bubbling, boiling point, And she will then begin to traverse a path that unravels her until she will even come to civil war. You can check the prophecy, prepare for war. There's another one, but unfortunately, it does not come to mind at the moment. And so the purpose of the America series has been to hear God speaking about America, who she really is, what she really does, how she really behaves, and how he, the Lord, feels about that. The Lord has also revealed many mysteries concerning the end times in the America series by consistently revealing what I will now end with today's prophecy. God has revealed the end times mystery of who Mystery Babylon is. Mystery Babylon is a nation that many have been bickering about and debating about. Theologians have been talking about the identity of this nation for many, many decades. But here on this channel, the Lord has unsealed that mystery and opened it. And I know that while I am not alone, my commission is to speak directly what the Lord God has given me. The Lord God has revealed on this channel who the end times beast of Revelation 13 is. The Lord God has revealed on this channel that in the end of her life, when she has now gone into what he calls political madness, there will rise a new government in the United States. It will be a government of darkness. It will be a government that causes great harm to the people of God and also to all other citizens, non-citizens, and just dwellers in the land. It will be a government that brings in a combination of communism, socialism, 100% statist control in that all private wealth and all private belongings will be taken away. The Lord has explained about what we now see in the international space called the Great Reset. The Great Reset is nothing more than the New World Order or the One World Order by another name. And one of the greatest things that God has revealed on this channel is that the nation of America being Mystery Babylon, her sins have reached the place where they will never be forgiven. There is something that many Americans do not understand. And I must say that as, a, I, as I observe it in the many different platforms that the Lord has put me to speak, as I observe the response of how we take God's prophetic word in this country, it causes me concern and it causes me a strange type of pain that is with me very frequently. And it is that people have sort of like an iron plate inside them that stops them from hearing the truth of God. Spending time with the Lord this morning, and as I was just worshiping him and just telling him how beautiful he is and how much he is the truest love of my life, 
the love that I can never find anywhere else, a love that nothing in this world, past or present, will ever replace. I realized that it, many people think that they look at God, but they don't actually see the Lord. You know, uh, there's a song that says, I see the Lord um, high above on his throne and he's high and lifted up, high and lifted up. Many people think that they are observing the Father. They think that they are gazing at the Lord, but they're not actually gazing and seeing the Lord as he really is. And it's such a tragedy, really, to be one thing, but seen as another thing. It's such a pity. There's an old ironic joke about a young couple that moved into a house. And as they were setting up, sometimes when the wife was in the kitchen looking through the window, she would see the neighbor in the backyard hanging up her laundry. And she would always remark dryly to her husband, that laundry isn't very clean, is it, honey? I wonder who taught her how to wash clothes. And her husband would gaze at the neighbor and then gaze at his wife and he wouldn't say anything. And so day after day, as they were unpacking and setting up their new home, his wife would always find a way to make a sarcastic remark about how dirty the neighbor's clothing was. And then one day they sat down to breakfast and she gazed out and she saw sparkling white laundry on the, on the lines. And she said, honey, look at what a difference. She must have changed her washing powder or something. And the man says to his wife, not really. I woke up this morning and I cleaned our windows. And this is a difficulty that many people have in the church. God is sparkling white laundry all the time. The problem is that many people are gazing out at the Father through a lot of personal filters. There's a lot of expectation that have been built into the hearts of Christianity in America. Because for many people, if you're honest today, since you were young, you may have found the Lord when you were 15 and now you're 74 years old. You may be 80 years old today. And if you are, you are welcome to the master's voice because the Bible says that gray hair is a crown from the Lord. It is a, it is a gift from God to have lived as long as some of you have. Some of you may be very young in your teens. Your parents might be uh, wisely, I guess, or perhaps not allowing you to watch this channel. Please allow your children to view this channel with great caution. Please be the one to decide what video they can watch or not, especially as we go into the Sin series. It will get very graphic and some of you may not come back and that's your call. But whatever age you are, it is very important to understand the background of Christianity that you've come from. If you have come from a background where there used to be the tent meetings and the old camp meetings that America had back in the glory days where people would travel from town to town preaching the pure, unadulterated word of the Lord. If that is the Christianity you grew up in, then more power to you. The only problem with that is you have probably lived long enough to see a great confusion arise in the church now, a great permissive spirit, what God calls Satan entering into the sanctuary and daring to seat himself as leadership and Lord.
Now you will find that Christianity is very carnal. It's very permissive. It's very inclusive. And this springs from this great confusion in the American church that we need to be so sure that we don't miss anyone. We need to be so relevant and influential. We need to be sure that we can appeal to everyone that the gospel has been ripped into tiny little shreds and mixed into a bigger cake that contains a lot of deception, a lot of untruth, and of course, a great pervasive belief that we don't have to worry about anything in the end because Jesus is going to come and take us before anything bad happens. So if you have grown up in the old Christianity, you are probably grieved in your spirit when you see many of the things that are acceptable in today's church. But if you happen to be born again into today's mixture, if you came to Christ in today's misunderstanding of who God is, then it is very possible that all your expectations of God and all your views of God are through this very dirty window that exists in your heart and you don't even know that it's there. It's possible to have the dirty window of offense in your heart when you hear somebody preaching that God is love but also judgment, that God is faithfulness but God is also wrath. That God is the warmth of the Holy Spirit, but he is also able to turn it up 10 billion notches and become a, con a consuming fire. So for many people, when they hear these things, the filter in their heart begins to function in several ways. It functions as a brick or brass wall, which I will speak about today, and it blocks out the truth of what is being said to them. They reject it because it doesn't match the internal picture that their dirty window tells them who God is. I get people that come to this channel and complain, why is God so angry? And why is God talking like this? This can't be God because the children of God will not suffer wrath. The Bible does say that the children of God will not suffer wrath. It just never says that Mystery Babylon will not Mystery Babylon gets her own private wrath, and that has been written out in clear ink for anyone who cares to read Jeremiah 50, Jeremiah 51, Isaiah 13, Isaiah 9, um, I think Isaiah 20, which is the chapter that talks about slavery and nakedness that will come to America. It has been written out clearly in Revelation 16, 17, and 18. The only problem is that if you don't know who Mystery Babylon is, you will keep assuming that all these punishments are for the nation of Iraq. You will keep assuming that it's for the nation of Iran, both of which are countries that occupy the spatial area where original Babylon used to sit. You will keep thinking that the judgments and the punishments that God is bringing on this channel belong to the Catholic Church. The only problem is God is not leaving us in any doubt. He has already said who Mystery Babylon is. He has said that he will never forgive her for her sins. And the reason these sins will never be forgiven is because of this. When judgment is passed in the heavens, you cannot overturn it. The story that I wanted to read out on camera, which I will actually, if you just give me a moment, can be found in the, the handwriting of someone who sinned his own sin and then, by mercy of God, was actually alive long enough to write about it, talk about his mistakes, and talk about how he was chastised and brought into 
proper belief and proper understanding of God's law. And this is in the book of Daniel chapter 4. And thankfully, after much flipping, I'm there. And this is King Nebuchadnezzar talking about what happened to him. He had a great dream, and this is the dream that he had. He said, I was looking, and behold, I saw a tree in the middle of the earth, and the height was so great. The tree grew up and was so strong, and its height reached the heavens so that you could see it to all the ends of the earth. It had lovely leaves and abundant fruit, and it produced food for everyone. The beasts of the field could find shade under it, and the birds of heaven came to dwell in it, and all flesh was fed from it. And then while I was still watching my dream, I heard a watcher, a holy one, come down from heaven and cry aloud. And this is what he said. Chop down the tree. Cut off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts come out from under it and scatter the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, Leave the stump and the roots of it in the earth. Band it about with a band of iron and bronze. And in the tender grass of the field, let it be wet with heaven's dew. And let him graze with the beasts and feed on the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. And let him be given the heart of a beast. And let seven times pass over him. And so this is a dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had. And he couldn't remember it. And Daniel came and told him, oh no, that's another dream. But he had this dream and he asked Daniel what the meaning of the dream was. And Daniel told him the truth. Because here's the thing, Daniel came to clean the filter of the king's heart. King Nebuchadnezzar was known as a very capricious man. This is a man who can be smiling today. And then if someone insults him in conversation, he will say, kill all of them over there. Several times, death edicts, missed killing Daniel and his friends simply because this king would get so emotional and upset if he couldn't have his way or if he couldn't gain understanding of a dream that he would say kill all the viziers and do it now and so Daniel told this man that judgment has reached up to heaven against you no matter how glorious your kingdom and no matter how great you think you are O king there is a different report of you in heaven and the report of you in heaven has led to a very harsh decree against you. What you can do now, King, is to stop sinning. Love righteousness and do good. Unless they will drive you from among men, you will dwell with the beasts of the field and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They will wet you with the dew of heaven and seven years will pass by you until you come to admit that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and he gives it to whoever he chooses. Here he said to him, the command they gave to leave the stump and roots of the tree means that your kingdom will come back to you after you come to know that God rules. So in the judgment that Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream, God gave him a window that even though he would have seven years of being driven from ruling and driven from the company of men, God would give him a chance to return to the throne a changed man. Revelation chapter 17 and 18 does not give any such window for that nation that has sinned so greatly. 
There is no window given for that nation to return to the heart of God and repent in such a way that God accepts that nation's repentance. And the they that is being spoken of here is the Holy One, the watchers that watch the whole earth. These are angels that are given the assignment from God to do literally what their name says. They watch. They make a note of everything that is happening on earth. And the time comes when the sin of a person, the sin of a nation, the sin of a people becomes so noxious in heaven that these angels are charged to cry out to God. Lord, what will you do about this for the stench of this person, the stench of this city, the stench of this nation rises to God? The Lord has said in several of these prophecies, and they are in writing on the master's voice, you can find it in the search box below, that the stench of New York City, the stench of San Francisco, the stench of Las Vegas have definitely reached heaven. But overall, he says, the sin of the nation of America rises up like thick black smoke that cannot be ignored anymore. And so as I finish the America series today, thank you for being patient as I give this backdrop into what I have been doing since August. I finish with this prophetic word, fitly titled, A Brass Forehead. And I received this on May 12, 2021. The banner scripture is this, and the Lord gave me this scripture. He always gives me the banner scripture. Then one of the seven angels who carried the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying, Come. I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet, and she was adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of all the abominations of the earth. And I saw this woman that was drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. I will read that again. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. I shared here recently how God said that martyrdom will come to the whole earth and that the beast will arise and rage against his holy people. The beast has a throne and the beast's throne is exactly where Mystery Babylon sits. So we should understand that if the beast is sitting where Mystery Babylon is sitting because they are in sync and partnership, then where do you think martyrs of Jesus will be found? Shall a beast go very far abroad to rage against the holy people all the way in perhaps, I don't know, India, 
Shall he travel all the way to Africa to find holy people to destroy first? Or will he not begin at home? I had a dream very early in the morning, but I couldn't remember what dream I had because I came out of the dream suddenly, probably in self-preservation. Whenever I come out and my heart is beating like that, then I know that I've had one of those dreams that was so real that I could not distinguish if it was reality or a dream. And therefore, sometimes I jump out of these dreams and I cannot remember what I have seen. And this one was like that. I began to pray to the Lord so that he would return the understanding and the remembrance of the dream to me. But he decided not to do that and he immediately began speaking to me prophetically. He answered me and he said, say to the land of America, you are Babylon. You are the land of Shinar. Shinar is the plateau or the basin where Iraq and Iran now sit, ancient Babylonia. You are the land of Chaldea, the Chaldees, the Babylonian pride and joy. Chaldea was in southern Babylon, and the Chaldees is the name that the people who lived there were called. And it was said to be such a beautiful city, so well decked out and very well designed that it was the pride and joy of the nation of Babylon. You are the harlot. You are the mistress of the beast. I have known you of old, and you have a brass forehead. Sit up and say to her, you have a brass forehead, brass forehead, brass forehead. Tap your own head as you do this and say, brass forehead. You, America, are the harlot of revelation, and you have a brass forehead. And so the Lord will sometimes have me do a prophetic action. He will have me obey him by doing an outward physical thing. And so while he was still speaking to me, I quickly sat up as he said, sit up. And in the dark bedroom where I was, I began to tap my forehead and repeat after him exactly what he was saying. Brass forehead, brass forehead. You have a brass forehead. You, America, are the harlot of the revelation, and you have a brass forehead. And I repeated this for about a minute or so, and then I lay back down, but God wasn't finished speaking. He said, prophesy from Mount Zion, prophesy from Jerusalem, my beloved, and say unto them, Mystery Babylon, your crimes have reached heaven and have reached their full measure. You are the harlot of revelation. You are mystery Babylon. Therefore, you will be paid in full according to what you have done. Your sin will never be forgotten. And so I contrasted at the beginning with what happened to King Nebuchadnezzar and said that even though the watchers decreed from him, he did not change his footsteps. And so the judgment came upon him. But his judgment was a conditional judgment. Now, why is this? One might say, well, why did God give Nebuchadnezzar a way to come back to his throne and to come back to his senses? And God has not given such a way to America. I have shared that prophecy is sometimes conditional. Sometimes it is observational where God from his holy position is saying, I see all things and I'm simply telling you what the future is going to be like. I'm not making it like that. For instance, if the Lord brings a prophecy and says, 
which is true. China shall develop weapons that America has never seen before, ever. China will develop superior weapons, weapons that will greatly defeat the United States in future war. This is an actual prophecy that is on the master's voice. This is an actual thing that the Lord has shown me. This does not mean that God gave China the ability to develop the weapons. God is simply say, saying, I've already seen the Chinese arsenal. I've already seen what their scientists are doing. And I'm simply letting you know that the reason you will be beaten is because you will be outclassed in infantry. You will be outclassed in weaponry. You will be outclassed in aviation. The Russians and the Chinese came here with aviation. That was out of this world. And what the Lord showed me in one of the prophecies is that America, America's technology was likened to an old Cessna. You know, the planes that have the propeller that go, that's basically how American aviation measured up to the aviation that China brought here for the end times war. And so prophecy can be observational where God is just showing you what will be. And then prophecy can be declarative when God is saying, I will do this. I am the one. This is the prophecy from Isaiah 9 verses 10, 11, and 12, where God says, I will strengthen your enemies. I will strengthen your enemies against you, that they prevail against you because of what you have done. And then prophecy, like the prophecy that came against King Nebuchadnezzar, can be conditional. And the reason prophecy will be conditional is because God already knows that the person has a tender heart and no brass forehead. God already knows that when certain people are punished, when certain nations are punished, they will put on sackcloth like Nineveh. They even put sackcloth and ashes on the animals. And the animals had no sin, but they put sackcloth on to such a degree that God relented against them because he saw that they engaged in genuine repentance. Yet for all these years, for all the prophetic messengers that have come before me, America has never moved into a season of national true repentance such that God is softened and God the reason that the Lord is never softened against Mystery Babylon is because he already knew she would never repent, but grow even more hardened against him. And this is why he wrote it in scripture long ago, that she would never be forgiven because he knew she would never repent. And so I saw a vision. Right after God said, and this is straight out of Revelation 18 and 5, that the crimes of Mystery Babylon have reached up to heaven and have overflowed the cup. I saw a woman who was in a purple business suit and she was riding on the back of a very huge, and when I say huge, I mean huge and scaly creature. And I could not see the creature in full because it was so massive. So all I could see of the creature, if I could shape it, is scales that were shaped sort of like a shield. Each scale was shaped, sorry for my fingers. Oh, there, that's better. So each scale was shaped sort of like this, like a shield, and each scale was so big, such huge scales on this creature. And the scales were very tightly interlocking, very tightly, each scale locked perfectly to the other scale and the scales were very oily, very oily looking. 
and each scale seemed to be as big as the shield. I used the man Goliath because I said the, the, the scales were so huge that the woman in perspective and in comparison to this, just the scales of this creature was very small. And she was wearing a purple business suit, purple stockings, purple heels, and she was only a normal human size. But she was being carried by an animal as big as Brontosaurus Rex or even bigger. I could not see the entire creature because as the Lord passed it before me, all I got was this impression of extremely powerful strength underneath muscle, powerful muscle underneath those scales. And the muscle tone of this creature over the body showed that the creature was red, scaly, and as I said, a very oily beast as it passed by. And as I looked at the woman sitting on this creature, I saw that her forehead was shining. I mean, it was shining in a way that skin is not able to shine. This woman had a burnished plaque of bronze in her forehead. So her entire forehead was not skin. It was this bronze plaque. And it was written, Babylon, the mother of whores. And I saw how comfortable she was rising, riding on this creature. But the Lord put wisdom in my heart, and I will now share it with you. The Lord put the wisdom in my heart that it is only a fool who would ride on the back of a beast so great, a beast so ancient, a beast so terrifying and so terrible. And yet the fool rides on the back of this beast and is comfortable. The Lord gave me the understanding that this creature was endless thousands of years old, and therefore it was not a human. It was therefore more cunning and deadly than any human brain can ever imagine. But the Lord put it in my heart that Mystery Babylon is many things, but she is first and foremost a fool, one who hates wisdom, one who hates truth, one who hates common sense. For how else could a woman so small sit upon a creature so terrible and feel safe? And he brought me to understand that it is because the woman thinks she is safe. She thinks that she is the partner and friend of this creature who is the beast that we find in the book of Revelation. The woman thinks that she is so powerful that she can control this beast, that she can milk its benefit and be carried on the back of this beast for free at no cost that she will never have to pay. But when I was watching this animal, I realized that the woman herself has no idea how great the beast that she is riding actually is. She doesn't really know what she is dealing with. And I saw that even if the beast is content to carry her for now, she will not survive in the same way that people who play with lions and tigers and bears at the circus often end up mauled and devoured by the very beasts that they play with. That is what happens to people who play with beasts. I saw that if lions and bears will turn on their trainers and devour them, then the nation that thinks it can reject God, accept Satan, and still claim with the mouth, I am a God-fearing nation. That nation will also be devoured by the beast and by those who serve him. And you can find that confirmation verse in Revelation 17, verses 12 to 16. 
That vision passed and the next vision I saw put fear in my heart for I saw a great basket coming over the horizon and it was carried by two personalities who I could not see. And the reason I couldn't really see them is because the Lord did not set the focus. The Lord is the one who directs my eyes in a vision. So he directs my eyes on what he wants me to see. And I did not focus on the two personalities, though I saw them approaching with a wicker basket between them because the Lord set my eyes on the basket. And I felt fear because I had not seen the basket opened, but in my heart, the understanding came that the basket was full of snakes. Every type of venomous snake that has ever been created on this world, yellow, black, green, red, they were all in that basket. And because they were in such close quarters, they were very angry. They were writhing next to each other and rising up and hissing, warning one another. And it was because they had no space. This basket was brought to America and it was set down firmly on American soil. And I was given the understanding that at the right moment, the basket will be opened and the serpents will be poured out. And then I was shown how it would look when they were poured out. So the two personalities lifted up the basket and poured it out. And I saw this rainbow cascade of every kind of angry, frustrated snake flesh poured out on the continent of the United States. And these snakes were given a mandate. They were told to sting whoever hates God. They were told to sting whoever has forgotten the Lord. Their mandate was to torment Anyone who says or has ever said without repentance, there is no God. Excuse me. They were told to sting anyone who is a slave to the church of logic and reason. Anyone who has fallen away in his heart, backslidden or forgotten the Lord his God. Anyone who has clay lips, lips that make false promises to God, lips that tell lies lips of those who say that they are Christian, but are not. The snakes were told to torture anyone in the USA who is not the Lord's. And I will say here, I have said it in many teachings, it is impossible to fool the Father. You can lie to anyone and say that you are a Christian and get away with it. You can even maintain an outward Christian life, singing, tithing, attending church, praying for others. You may know the scriptures and give utterance to them with your lips, but inside your heart, the Lord knows you are false. For if there were no false believers, then why would God say, why would Jesus say to people in the end times, depart from me, I knew you not. And then why would these people say, but we, we prophesied in your name. We preached the gospel in your name. We did good works in your name. And he said to them, depart from me, all you who practice lawlessness. There are people who have a form of godliness with absolutely no true power of the born again spirit of God inside them. And those people do not belong to the Lord. It is those people that you will see falling away during the times of persecution for their fake Christianity will not be able to stand up to the torturous methods of the beast and his system. And so these snakes were released on America 
and their mandate was to torture anyone who did not belong to God. And then I looked again, and there the basket was, still sealed, not yet opened, but I knew that it would be open at the proper time of the Lord's choosing. And when I saw this vision, I said, Lord, please, it is enough. And he took the visions away and did not show me any more. He also went away, but he left me with this to say. The words brass forehead means that you are stubborn hearted. You are deaf, though you have ears that work. You are shameless and you are very proud and hardened. It's the kind of person that can't be made to see reason by any means. And in the Bible, we see that such people usually perish in very painful ways because they become a warning and a byword to everyone else. Pharaoh is an example of someone with a brass forehead. Pharaoh resisted the Lord until he and his nation were utterly decimated and destroyed. And when Egypt was destroyed and Pharaoh destroyed along with it and all his fighting men, they became what is known as a proverb. A proverb is a story that is repeated over and over to warn the generation that saw it and the generations that will come after. And so Pharaoh and Egypt became a story and all the nations afterwards, for generations afterwards, whenever Israel would come against them in battle, their hearts would shake because they remembered the story of Egypt and this terrible people and their terrible God who does terrible things to those who oppose him. Clean the filter of your heart that you will not fall among these that I now read out. You are the brass forehead. It is you that hears the words of the Lord and then says, I don't believe it. It's not America. It's the EU. It's Iraq. It's the Catholic Church. I don't actually care who Mystery Babylon is. I just know it's not us. We're the home of the brave, the land of the free. We're the greatest. God sent many people before me to reveal who this nation was. But each time, because of the metal bronze plaque in the forehead, the truth was turned away. And so people continue to believe that America, who's only a few hundred years old, can tell an eternal God that she is not what he says she is. You are the brass forehead where you say that God's word, which costs us the messengers so much to be able to carry it, you can say, this is an unclean spirit. This is demonic words. It's not loving and it's not soft enough. I don't believe this is God. Where is the corn syrup? The Lord said that your forehead is wood and stone. Your hearing is shut off. And therefore, when you see the works of his spirit, you call it unclean and you demonstrate the pride in your heart and the metal plaque in your forehead. You are the brass forehead. When you hear the word of the Lord going forth and you, you think that this is the proper time to begin listing out what you like and don't like about the word of God. 
So you will hear the truth of God's word perhaps preached in a church, or you will hear the truth of God's word being preached by an evangelist outside, or you will find it here on this channel or many other places that the Lord has set his true word to be a net to catch those who want to be saved. But then you will start to say, you know, I have a problem with the Bible because this and that happened in the Bible. What about that? This and that happened. Why did God do that? And the Lord says that the plaque in your forehead shows how childish you are, that you do not understand or have any adult awareness of prophetic timing and what is required when you hear the words given to the entire earth. Repent for her days are near to come. I will say to any nation that is not the United States, that if you hear that God can utter such strong words against this powerful nation, this is the time for your nation to fall before God that you will not share in Mystery Babylon's punishments. For even Nineveh heard Jonah's words and they tore their clothes and repented before the Lord. But in America, Everyone is an armchair theologian and a scholar, and they do this even when the word of the Lord is that he will burn them with fire. From Mystery Babylon in Revelation 18 and 8, it is said of her that the Lord will burn her with fire, for strong is the Lord who judges her. You are also the brass forehead. Please listen. When you allow fear to control you, and fear overtakes your heart when you hear such messages to the point that you cannot properly filter or see God as he wants to be seen. Fear overtakes you to the point where you cannot listen, where all your time that you spend with God is spent in lamentation and weeping and fleshly emotion, and you cannot allow him to lift you out of the pit that always comes when you hear about judgment. It comes to all of us. It came even to me. But there is a stage after that that the Lord expects you to walk in as you mature your faith. The Lord wants to lift you out of that fear that will control you, that will even cause you to be like the people of Israel who said, No, Moses, tell him not to speak to us anymore. We cannot handle his voice. You talk to him and we will be over here. We don't want to hear from him. His voice is terrible. If you are like that, even if you don't intend to, you fall under those with a brass forehead. For when the people in the book of Acts heard Peter preach, they did not turn away and say, no, these words. They said, tell us what we must do to be saved. The Lord says that you have a brass forehead if you keep procrastinating about coming out of sin and changing your life. If you realize that you have been on the wrong path and you've been dilly-dallying and like, I see this a lot on the internet, actually, you know, they hear a sermon and then they write, I need to come back to God. I've been running away from God. And the running away from God is because all the Christian music and all the Christian teaching of this time tells us that we should run because God is a nanny who will chase even though the Lord says in his word that he will leave the 99 to seek the one, at no point does God tell the one, please become disobedient and run off so that I have to leave the 99 unattended just to look for you. Christian maturity does not teach you to run from the Lord. 
We are told to seek out the Lord with all our strength, with all our heart, with all our passion. We are supposed to be running after him. Reckless love is a burden on us. But this is not what we are taught. We are taught that no matter how disobedient, no matter how many times we hear the word, put away sin and come into the fold, come into the barn, come into the ark of the Lord and be saved. He says that if you have heard that you should correct your course in life, but you still do not do it and you are not yet pursuing a pure, tried, tested, holy, submitted life and friendship with the Lord Jesus Christ, remember Wide is the way to hell, but narrow is the road to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And there will be very few that find it. Unless a man opens his heart and invites the Savior to come in and with his father sup with him, they will make their home with him and their presence in their life, their presence in his life, and the faith that God gives that man will save him. The Lord says that when he saves you, when you are truly born again, your brass forehead shall depart and you will become separated from mystery Babylon. The scripture says, come out of her, my people, so you will not share in her judgments. In response, everybody gets a new passport and runs off to Brazil. The truth of the matter is, is that God is saying, no matter where I may lead you in the later time, when I say come out, I mean separate in your heart from the harlotries of mystery Babylon, you will no longer ride the back, the back of the beast and you will be a child of God. But if you continue to cling to America and you continue to follow her blindly, whether you are an American or whether you're out there and think that America is Mecca and your life will only matter if you can come here, he says that you will join America in her judgment and you will join her as she continues to fulfill her role as Mystery Babylon. And he says that because brass is one of the sturdiest metals, all who have a brass forehead will find that absolutely nothing of the words of God will be able to penetrate their consciousness. I close with the scripture of the Lord. Keep hearing without hearing Keep seeing without sight. Make the minds of this people very dull, lest they would turn from their sins and be saved. Herein are the Lord's words fulfilled in the nation and people of America. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. Isaiah 6 and verse 9. I have finished the prophecy, the brass forehead. The next videos that I will begin to make will be the America Sin series, where I will read out on camera the different sins that the Lord has revealed to me in dreams, has told me and told me to write them down and record them, has shown me in visions, and now says, that these sins will be proclaimed. And the reason that they will be proclaimed is because God will not bring final judgment upon any nation, any people, until he has read out to them, just like they do in court, what they're guilty of. I am Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. May you clean the filters and the windows of your heart so that you can see the Lord without fear, 
without your opinion or without what they taught you in church that is no longer of any useful application because it simply wasn't true. This is the master's voice and until I see you again, goodbye.